This is another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast brought to you by Comedy Here Often. Let's begin the show. All right, man, I'm finally home. I'm finally back in my house. It's been an adventure. It feels like I've been gone for a very long time. For those of you who don't know, I was out in Ontario filming a TV show that I'm not allowed to talk about. So if I happen to have mentioned that I was doing some TV show, Dedicated 40, shh, keep that shit to yourself. I was trying to actually even record um, a podcast while we were filming and I was get I got in trouble for it. Well, not in trouble, but like they came and warned me that I'm not allowed to release a podcast talking about or referring to the TV show that I am on. So uh, I was kind of disappointed because uh, it's very hard to get in a room with that many talented comedians during a pandemic. And I was in a room with about 16 talented individuals. And a lot of them were, um, you know, fellow comedic friends, um, associates, the whole nine people that I've wanted to meet, actually, which is kind of cool because in comedy, in Canadian comedy, the, the scene's not that big, but you hear about uh, certain comedians and how talented they are and other comedians raving about how amazing they are. And then when you finally meet them and get to, you know, see them in live and, and watch what they do, you're like, wow, they really are that good. And so it was really fun talking to all of these comedians. And the one thing that was interesting for me was seeing that all these comedians, all no matter how confident or funny or, you know, loud they seemed, when I talked to each one of those comedians, all of them said the same thing. I am dead nervous. I am uh, nervous. Uh, my anxiety's through the roof, uh, you know. Uh, uh, and it felt <laughs> it felt good to know I was amongst my people because it's like they comedians tend to make themselves seem superhuman, like they can handle any situation verbally. That is because they never show fear or panic whenever the 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 stakes are high. But deep down, it was good to know that it's like, yeah, it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be afraid. Being afraid is natural. It's being a hero is a is doing great things when you're afraid, you know. And uh, I saw that in a lot of the comedians uh, when we were performing. It was really good to see that, man. Man, we got all tested. All of us had our, you know, negative results, but they still kept it as if it was hardcore protocol on set so that means everybody had to wear a mask no one was allowed to be around each other blah 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 but here we are in this bubble all tested all negative you know so now at the end of the rap they decided that they're not having a rap party so for those of you who don't know whenever you film a tv show at the end of it they always have a party to wrap up the the taping we didn't have any of that. And now I know some of you guys might feel this is uh, wrong of me, but hear me out. Everybody was tested. Okay. We were all tested. We were all negative. And so I said, fuck it. I'm going old school. 
and I threw a hotel party. I got all the comedians who decided to stay and I threw a fucking hotel party. I mean, I I was so fucked up. I was like, yo, I'm going down with this ship. Like, I thought I was going to jail. But I was like, I'm not saying nothing. I'm just going to ride this shit out. Because <laughs> we had, here's how crazy this is. We had about 12 people in my room. And again, all these 12 people were tested negative for COVID. And we were so nervous not for the fact that there's 12 of us in a room drinking, playing music. Uh, it was because there's 12 of us in a room together and we haven't done that in over a year and change. That was the first time. And it, at, at first it was awkward. It was awkward at first because all of us in there kind of were feeling like, oh, are we bad for this? But then when it really hit in where it's like, dog, we're all tested negative. None of us have the disease. We had to be tested twice, okay, within the span of three days. So once that settled in, oh, we had the classic, like, I'm so happy to say that I got to finally have one of those epic comedian parties where, like, at the end of a festival or something, um, all these comedians come together and we laughed and we man I got some edibles from one of the comedians Alan Shane Lewis is actually the person I had to go up against and uh I uh he gave me some edibles and typically edibles don't work for me but shatter with edibles tends to be very strong and he gave me a hundred milligrams of this chocolate and woo I was on the moon I was so high, I didn't drink or smoke again for the rest of the night. I was just lit. I was so high, other comedians were looking at me like, hey, man, are you okay? <laughs> like, are you going to make it? And meanwhile, I'm sitting there like, I am having the time of my life. And I was just watching all these super talented uh, people in my room. Just, it was beautiful to watch them just pass, like, the the, the joke. You know, I don't even know how else to say it, but basically like watching each comedian take command of the room and make everybody laugh. And then uh, when they finished watching the next comedian pick up where they left off and make everybody laugh. And it was just nonstop because there was so many talented people in the room. There was just no end to the laughter. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And um. I'm thankful to have been a part of it. I feel like for the first time, and I've been on television a lot. I've been on TV a lot of times, but this was the first time where I'll honestly say I felt like um, I was a part of Canadian history in that, you know, this was something where when they talk about it, we were in the beginning. We were, we were the ones that were there from the jump and, I don't know, man. Like, I felt really good about it. I can't wait for y'all to see it on TV. I don't know when it's going to be on TV or even when I'm allowed to start talking about it or promoting it. But um, either which way, I can't wait for y'all to see what it is that uh, your boy threw down on TV there. But then I had to um, head out to Scarborough. And I wish the stories that I came up with were fake most of the time like the things that i keep telling you guys are real stories 
because um, I was uh, going to Scarborough now and I get there to go see some family. You know, like I got an Airbnb and my mom picks me up and she's like, hey, man, when uh, you need to sleep, do you ever try using uh, these kind of pills? And I'm like, what kind of pills? And she pulls out, I swear to God, she pulls out Oxycontin. Well, Oxycodine, to be exact. And I was like, what the fuck? What are you? If you don't know what Oxycodine is, Oxycodine is basically synthetic heroin. Okay? And I'm like, mommy, what are you doing with these? And she's like, oh, the doctor uh, prescribed them for me for my muscle pain. Like, I take, I take half of these. I take half a day and I'm flying. I'm like, yeah, it's heroin. Of course you're flying. (laughs) And so I'm sitting here in the car laughing because here is my 70 some odd year old mother offering her son oxycoding. Jesus Murphy. And then from there, um, I was telling her about mushrooms and she was like mushrooms. It was mushrooms. I was talking about how mushrooms, you know, like the not just like the psychedelic fact of it, but like the healing factors, like when you microdose, how it makes your you know muscles loose and handles, you know, muscle pain, anxiety, all kinds of stuff. And so uh, I talked about it enough that she was like, you know what? I think I want to try it. So she didn't want to do it with me for some reason, but she definitely did take. I gave her a gram of uh, some albino mushrooms. And she said, I told her to do it as a tea. I told her, like, you know, do 0.3, you know. So I told her, I gave her a gram and I said, do one third of this in a tea and then let's see where you at at all. Just see how you feel. So uh, if I could get my mom hooked on uh, on the idea of doing mushrooms, yo, I would be laughing my ass off because I cannot wait for the day that me and my mom could be tripping balls on mushrooms. Now that is some family goals, all right? That's what I want to do. I want to trip balls with my mama on mushrooms. Because I don't know, man, I feel like when you want mushrooms, you become a better person. And then, like, the amount of things that, you know, would unlock in her and change the way she thinks and the way she acts and moves would be amazing. That and also I think would be hilarious, the fact that I'm tripping balls with a 70-year-old on mushrooms. So, yeah, I think that would be hilarious, and I can't wait to do that. So while I was um, staying in Scarborough, I stayed at this Airbnb. And I'll tell you right now, I stayed in a lot of Airbnbs. This one wasn't bad, but it was bad. Like, they had one of the Airbnbs where they bought a house and then they, you know, took that house and then just separated it into as many ways possible to rent out as an Airbnb. So upstairs, they rented out the house to like a family downstairs they split the basement in two halves uh and i was in one half and then the other people were in the other half i don't know if it's the how thin the ceiling was or whatever but i fucking swear to you guys from 4 30 in the morning to 11 30 at night this family upstairs never stopped running and i mean you know, I'm, when I mean never stop running, I mean like do 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 do
Boom. Non fucking stop. Non fucking. I will never stay at that Airbnb again. I don't I I don't know what the fuck they were doing upstairs, but I have never heard that level of running and jump. You know that commercial where they had the family uh of like uh they were making that commercial with the family and um they were all uh tap dancers and the person was living in the basement and they were like, "Well, I mean, it's one of the hard things." That's what it sounded like. Like I was living under a family of fucking tap dancers because it never ended. And I'm talking like, you know what you would hear like maybe an hour, maybe a kid's playing for an hour or something like that. And then it stops. No, I'm talking fucking non. I'm like, who's running? And it's different people. So it's like they were taking shifts like, hey, kid, you run for an hour. All right. You you're going to run for two. And when you're done, I'm going to take the fucking midnight shift. And they just did it every fucking day. And I was there for four days. And for four days, every morning when I woke up at 445 because of these fuckheads and every night when I finally got some rest at about 1130, these pieces of shits ran. And I was just like, ugh, worst fucking stay ever, man. And then to top it all off, I had to take the flight home. And again, I'll say it, man. I had to fly home on a packed fucking flight, a packed flight. And that is 100 percent legal. But now they're talking about closing borders. And here's what's fucked up. They're talking about closing borders for people that drive, but airplanes could still fucking go wherever they want to go. And what do you think airplanes have done? Raise the price. It costs $500 fucking dollars to fly to a place that I could drive to in seven hours. Do you see how fucking crazy that is, people? $500 one way to fly somewhere that is a seven, it's a one and a half hour flight, $500 one way. And I know people are like, well, why don't you stay in your house? What the fuck for? Well, I'm in my goddamn country. I didn't go anywhere. I ain't out there hanging out with nobody. I'm by my fucking self. I just think it's ridiculous that the moment that you start saying that um, you can't, as a Canadian travel within your own country, well then what the fuck have we done? What, 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 what's become of us that it's like, are these conspiracy theorists people correct? Are you guys all trying to fucking control us? I don't see none of this in America. I don't see none of this in Mexico. I don't see none of this in England or Europe. I don't see nobody anywhere else in the world telling their people they cannot travel within their own fucking country. That's insane, man. I don't know. But anyways, enough of the whole uh, COVID scandal. We all understand that that is a uh, fuck up situation that we're living in. So let's not lament on that. I will say that um, uh, on a positive note, I do have some shows coming up. Like uh, the shows are few and far between, but when they come, they're a blessing. I'm doing a CBC Debaters City Edition which is going to be interesting. So for those of you who don't know, uh, CBC Debaters is a uh, radio debate, a comedy radio debate show. Um, And it's on uh, CBC Radio. It's a very fun show. I've been doing it 
for the last couple of years. It's been around for a long time. Um, they've had all kinds of great comedians on it. And uh, they're doing a live show outdoors um, in uh, the the outside of outside of uh, not Rex Hall. What's across the street from Rex Hall? What's that place? Ah, oh, fuck. Come on, guys. You know what I'm talking about. Northlands. All right. So we're doing a show in the parking lot uh, of the Northlands uh, uh, in May. I don't remember the exact date because, you know, it's me. But um, if you're in Edmonton and you would like to see a live outdoor show, me versus Sean Lacomber on uh, at the CBC Debaters on whether or not Edmonton is a great place to visit. And I got to figure that shit out. Is Edmonton a great place to visit? I don't know. Let's figure it out. I got to. I, I mean, like the debates are fun. The the debates are a lot like, uh, oh, oh, I can't say what they're a lot like, but the debates are definitely, it doesn't matter who wins or loses. It's all about how entertaining the show is. And uh, so I got to get in my uh, comedic bag there because this show definitely pays good money and <laughs> daddy needs to catch up on bills. So I'm definitely going to... Uh, Look forward to that. Plus, uh, working with Sean LeComber, he's arguably, uh, the, the debate is up there, and I'll accept. I'm honored to even be in the question in the debate. But uh, Sean LeComber is debatably as one of the best stand-up comedians in Alberta. And uh, that person that that's debatable with is ha, none other than me. But um, <laughs> uh, honestly, stand-up comedy is, is nothing to be judging. Uh, I just get really competitive. But stand-up comedy is not something you judge. It's something that you experience because comedy is, uh, it, it is, uh, you know what I mean? I can't even remember the damn word. I wish I had my alpha brain. I wouldn't forget these words right now. I did use that alpha brain when I was doing the show and I did, I don't know. I don't know if it's a placebo yet, but I definitely feel like it works. But anyways, the word I'm trying to use is uh comedy is not just relatable it's uh whatever some people interpret comedy different ways than others and at a certain level of quality of comedy it's no longer who is better it's what do you prefer and when it comes to Sean LaCombre I look at it as what do you prefer you know because he is a phenomenal uh, comedian, ridiculously funny, ridiculously talented, and I'm honored that any comedian would even bring my name up in a conversation with him. And so, to be doing the show with him, uh, I know it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to definitely bring the noise. So, if you're in Edmonton, uh, slide in my DMs, and I will um let you guys know. Also, uh, keep writing in. If you guys want to write in and ask anything or talk about anything or address something, please go ahead. Um, I've had two people write in to the Comedy Reject and the Comedy Reject. Oh, shit. We're about to hit a year, people. Did you guys know that? I started the Comedy Reject sometime in May. So for the one year anniversary, uh, I would like to have some more people have written in. I would like after a year that I have more <laughs> than two letters 
But you know what? I don't give a fuck. I appreciate the fact that y'all write in anyways. And the fact that um, our numbers keep going up. So shout out to comedy here often uh, from whatever they're doing, because uh, every week I'm seeing the numbers are going up. So there's more than this dedicated 40. But if you don't know what dedicated 40 is, then you need to listen to a lot more episodes or start from the beginning and catch up because my dedicated 40 is who I fuck with. I love y'all. Um, this is definitely not going to be where are we at. We're at the 20 minute mark. All right. So this is not going to be uh, it's going to be a short one for today because I have uh, a lot on my plate right now. I've got to. Uh, get some new things oh shit i forgot to promote something very important and that is um i have a new video uh log or vlog or video podcast i don't know what you want to call it but i got a new show out called the half gram challenge this show is fucking hilarious it's a comedy show where i unbox different strains of marijuana and i smoke it and grade it and I'll let you know what you know what you should use it for what purposes it's for if it's strong if it's weak that kind of stuff and um it is a hilarious show I can't wait for y'all to watch it it is definitely something that I'm very proud of and I want uh you guys to check it out go on YouTube type in the half gram challenge Sterling Scott and you guys will see it came out on 420 and it is not only informative because like I get to tell you all about all the different strains of weed. And so now when you see a strain of weed and you want to know if it's good or not, you come on to the show and you look for the strain of weed and you'd be like, oh, this is how Sterling felt about that strain of weed. If you want to know about a grower, you know, uh, uh, you could watch the show and be like, this is how Sterling felt about that grower. And but at the same time, just watch the shit because it's fucking hilarious. I promise you guys. I watch. I hate watching myself. And I have watched uh, these episodes and was just shit face laughing. So check out the half gram challenge for comedy and marijuana news. All right. Make sure you guys check that out for me, please. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, the half gram challenge. Please, 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 please. As we're trying to grow this. And make this become something big. All right. So um, uh, again, apologies because this is going to be a short episode. Uh, but I got a lot of shit to take care of today. And we'll be back next week. I know there's a lot of information, a lot of cool stories that I've left out. But again, we'll catch up next week. Until then, this has been another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast. Take it easy.